Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media. A good story is a good story. Hosted by Marsha Casper Cook. Live shows every week with interesting interviews in the entertainment field with writers, producers, directors, and screenwriters. There's also shows about newsworthy topics and group discussions about writing tips to help writers reach success. New to the show are conversations about personal struggles and how to feel good about yourself in today's world. One thing's for sure, it's always a lively conversation and lots of fun. So sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. It's morning again. I know it's very unusual. I'm still doing the morning shows. We'll see how that goes. We have a great guest today, C.D. Gorey, and we're going to talk about a lot of different things. She's a best-selling author, and um, she's been on the show before, and I've talked to her lengthy conversation about how she's, you know, how success can happen and how much work you have to put into it. So we're going to talk about that, and we're just going to go right into the show. So, hi, how are you? Hello, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I know. This will be good. So it's just you and me yeah. on this show. We're on another one with five or six people. But we're going to hear what you have to say because, um, and um, she did, well, she'll also be in the next ver- the next edition of the EYS magazine, and it's going to be, it was a really good interview. And we're going to ask, I'm going to ask her some questions today that we we put in the interview. We're not sure of the date. That's up to the editor of when the show, when the magazine will come out. But we're going to talk about all the things she likes to talk about. And, you know, she's a best-selling author, and she actually works like a business. And so I've been, I, you know, as the last few shows, we've been talking about that because it's really important to, this is a business. So I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about her career. She's got a lot going on. She has a lot of books, a lot of different covers. She's been in anthologies. So you go ahead and tell everybody all about you. Hey, everybody. So I'm C.D. Gorey, and <laughs> let's see, what do I do? I write paranormal romance and urban fantasy. Um, I have about 140 books out right now, I think. Um, I write series, so I know it sounds crazy and it sounds like a lot, but a lot of them are grouped into series, and it just kind of spirals from one place to another. So uh, you can read them standalone, of course. Uh, they're better together because uh, what I did is I created like a whole universe, right, that I write in. So everything's kind of connected and interwoven, and it's kind of a place I like to visit. So even when I'm only writing in one particular series, it's, you know, I'll have other characters pop up that maybe you've read before or, you know, you want to check out. You know, it's, uh, I like to have a good time. So that's, that's basically what I'm trying to do with my work is I want my readers to have a good time. I want to entertain you and tell you a story. <laughs> right. And you got, you know, I, right, we had talked about this a little bit before the show about fun, you know, and I, you know, Everybody that's been on my show and knows me, I like to have fun, and we just enjoy everything. And just not, yes, I know. <laughs> I know. This is a prerequisite. You like have to have fun. But, see, this is the thing. that We're all so busy marketing and doing everything that we're not having. It's not, you know, I've said this a lot, and marketing I don't think is fun. You know, and I have people sometimes that help me, but I'm still out there, too, and I know it's too much. And I think um, – because Facebook has changed things, and I'm sure a lot of you, when they, you look down and scroll, you have no idea who these people are. And I'm meeting a lot of new people, but there aren't people that I know forever. And they sometimes someone will say, oh, do you still have shows? I'm going like, yeah, <laughs> I have shows, because they don't <laughs> see my things. <laughs> and so I have too many Facebook pages, but the reason I have them is because some people will find me different ways. So at this point, it's hard. I tried to localize everything. It didn't work out for me because I then I ended up screwing up some of the pages. And I think most people, they're, they don't want to say they don't understand it, but they have changed things in Facebook. And so years ago, if you posted something, maybe you could talk a little bit about that. When you used to post, what happened? You had a group that you, you know, could see everything. Now what happens? Tell us how you feel about that. 
Well, I think that all social media has made a lot of changes lately, and I know a lot of people are nervous about, you know, using certain platforms. Facebook in particular, you know, they they want to make money. (laughs) They want to make money like everybody else. So the problem is when you have a Facebook group now versus 10 years ago, 10 years ago you used to have a group, you used to make a post, and everyone in your group saw it. Now you can look at your insights and you can see that, well, even though I have, you know, a 1,000 people in my group, only 50 got this post, you know, because right. Facebook wants you to spend money to promote your post to people who have already liked your page. So you're just not hitting that audience anymore. You're not reaching them. And, you know, I think it's unfair to the people using Facebook, too, because if I like a page or join a group, I expect that I'm going to be, you know, notified or that these are the people I'm going to see in my feed but it's not, and it's not working out that way anymore. So it's almost like, you know, we have to sort of somehow engage our readers and engage our audience and let them know, hey, listen, you might not see what I have out. So, you know, instead of just following my page, make sure you also look for me here. Like, you know, I have a WordPress site that I use, and I'm always telling people, you know what, sign up for my email because When you have my newsletter, I can be sure that you're getting, you know, all the information that you want because, you know, I have a lot of books, I have a lot of sales, I have a lot of authors that I cross-promote with, and I, you know, like to bring that information to my readers, and using my newsletter has actually become that, like you said, like that that one point where I can, you know, send people to different places that they use. Because I have, you know, readers who like Facebook, I have readers who hate Facebook and refuse to use it. So they will follow me, you know, somewhere else, maybe on Twitter, maybe just look at my blog or maybe on TikTok even, you know. Yeah, right. Uh, it's just the sad truth is that well, you TikTok, cannot right, depend because on TikTok, one you platform. actually know that yeah. they're – TikTok gets you, you know, you actually can have interaction immediate on TikTok, you know, because yeah. a lot of times if they're on or something, you, you know. But I found with TikTok, which I, I seem to like it, it just goes back and forth, but – you know, you really have to be on it all the time. You know, I can't, I can't yeah, do this for anymore. Me it's, so I for am, me, it's a time yeah. suck, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, well, I have to I figure out. I, yeah. Yeah. So you have all these no, books. And so, right, so when you have all these books, you don't have time for all this. Yeah, it is so I mean, difficult. Yeah. I mean, that's I try to do a weekly newsletter, and for me, that's like the best tool I have in my, you know, little author toolbox. Oh, you to do reach a weekly readers. Oh, I do. I do a weekly one. I know people don't like to do a weekly one, but it really, I find, you know, and and it's it's wonderful. I probably should do one. Yeah. I I have so many people on it who I never talk to, and yet every week when I send one out, you know, I get dozens of replies of people just saying, hey, thank you for your newsletter. Thank you for telling me about this sale. Oh, I didn't even know about this new book. And, you know, it's nice. It's a nice way to engage with some people. Yeah, because I find that, like, uh, I I have done websites with uh, web.com for I, since I started, which is like 20 years already. It was, well, they were registered.com, and they have, you know, I'm on, on their site, and I've had, but I, you know, the search engines, you have to pay extra to do this or that, and so, I mean, a lot of this gets expensive. So, and I said to them, well, because I think, but I, I think people aren't on websites as much as they were before. They don't check them out as much, which they probably should, you know, but people, I don't think they do. But I do think they might start doing it because I think they're getting tired of Facebook they're, and Twitter, they're leaving, and, you know, Instagram, it's okay. But, you know, but I think if they start going back to looking at either the WordPress or the website, I think that's a good thing where you can see what the person has to offer, not just one thing. Because if you post something, they may not like that one thing, but then they look and they go, oh, look at she does this, she has audio books, you know, they have, you know, Paper, you know, because some people don't have paper books at all. So, you know, I mean, that's where they could find out. So I'm hoping that that will change because a lot of people are going off a lot of these sites because they're, you know, it's just too much, you know, and they're, you don't get work done. You can't write. Yeah. I think like readers, reader psychology, just anybody, you know, people, people change, you know, their likes and dislikes. And, hey, I might be really annoyed today when I open my email and I unsubscribe. So there goes that, yeah. you know, that link. Yeah, yeah That's right. why, you know, yeah. what I would say, my biggest suggestion would be don't put your eggs all in one basket. Try to give right. 
information. I mean, it's good to have a website. It's good to have a central place where people can say, oh, look, she is on Facebook. She is on Twitter. She has a newsletter. And this way they can figure out whatever's going to work for them. Because ultimately, as a writer, you want to reach as many people as you can with your work, right? You want to, you know, keep on reaching them. Because, uh, you know, I don't know, for me as a reader, if I find an author I like, I will binge read everything they have, (laughs) you know? You're loyal loyal because, yeah, there's not, you know, these days a lot of times people aren't as loyal as they were because there is so much to read out there. That's the problem. You know, you go, oh, I like this one, and I like that one, and but you can, there's only so much time that people can actually read, too, you know. And that's how you get your audience, naturally, by people wanting your books, but at, there are so many people out. It's uh, unbelievable. It's it's really overcrowded. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, it, it, it's, it's way so The market is absolutely saturated, and I think that's part of the appeal for me, I, I know, like I was a, uh, I was a car line reader, you know, picking up my kids <laughs> from school yeah, right. in the car line. I'd get there 20 minutes yeah, early, right. and yes, I would, yes. you know, right. yes. open my Kindle, open my phone yeah. app, you know, whatever yeah. I had on me. Which is why I love eBooks. I mean, I know some people are die-hard paperback fans, so only no, I like eBooks look at too. Yeah. Yeah. But I love eBooks because I just I read so fast and I have so many of them. So when I yeah. began to publish, you know, I said, well, this is who I want to write for. I want to write for the busy reader, you know, somebody who enjoys reading, but, you know, they want, I didn't want anybody to sink into a hole where they would start a series that would never finish. So all of my stories, you know, they're, it's a complete story. You're going to, you know, see these characters and they're romances, right? So this is a romance and, you know, what happens in a romance? You have a meet cute, you have some sort of friction, and then we're going to have, you know, them coming all together at the end, right? So each book you're going to get that, you know, you're, you're going to get that full, complete story, regardless of the size, you know, of the right. some of my books are right. shorter than others, but that's what I wanted, you know, to deliver. And so you're what's, absolutely what's, right. Finding, when you say short, is that like novella you're saying or a novella type? Uh, yeah, or? I think I do have a couple yeah. of, yes, like um, I have one coming out in December. It's a, a Bear Shifter series spinoff. So I had this series. And then I said, oh, you know what, I have these, you know, funny little secondary characters that I would love to give their own stories to. But it didn't warrant, you know, like a 60,000-word novel. It was, you know, they're they're smaller. So I I call them little holiday tales. So each one is set with a holiday background. And, yeah, they they probably range novella length. But, you know, again, in there, you're going to get that whole story. And then if you read the other series, you know, you'll see them pop up in in the other main books. Which is fun. Because you can do a story in a novella version and finish it beginning, middle, and end. I mean, it's, you know, because not every everything needs a, especially if there, some people do series with uh, novellas, you know, as the amount of pages, you know. But I, I think when a writer is writing, they know when the story is over at that time, you know. And sometimes if you're just going to mm-hmm. push forward and just to make words, it, the, the reader knows that. So if your story is finished well, at some point, then it's move finished. on and you can absolutely finished. Goodbye. Goodbye, kids. Well, you know, you know. I have found or that goodbye the biggest, story. Um, right. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna uh I found <laughs> that the biggest <laughs> word snobs, like people who are very concerned with the length of your book, are yep. usually not the people reading it. You know, yep. they're the people who are looking <laughs> right. at the page right. count and going, Oh, I'm not gonna read that, it's only this much. But for right. me, you know, Quality isn't necessarily quantity. Exactly. Exactly. Right. You know, and that's the thing. Some people are much more detailed, and some people don't care about a detailed writer. They want the story. The they like the dialogue. They like the fastness of a, you know, a quick like. Or even when people do stories, it's it's they used to call them like lunch reads. You know, and people. um, A lot of people are home now, so they're eating lunch at home. (laughs) We're on the train, they, you know, they would be reading books. And that's the other thing. People aren't in coffee shops as much, and they're not on the train a lot of times because a lot of the workforce is still at home or may never go back to work, you know. And so when you're home, sometimes that doesn't work the same as if you're on a train or, you know, on a bus. Then you say, this is the time I read, you know, but they're not, they don't have that time anymore. They're not there. So those lunchtime reads, you know, that's a shame because people used to like a short story just to finish off in like a few days. But, you know, that's well, what yeah. everything changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
No, you're absolutely right. I want to right. Just like, about you know, something. Yeah. I wanted to talk about, no. I don't want to forget about all the things we want to talk about because I know when you and I can talk, we can both talk, right? So, I, you know, you write curvy, sexy, smart women. And this is so appealing to me because there's so many people out there, especially if you see them on Facebook. A lot of people are depressed. They have a lot of issues. They worry about their weight. They worry about a lot of different things. And you come right out there and you go, listen, this is who a curvy woman is. Explain how you decided to do this. Well, I think, um, you know, that there is a market for it. And being, you know, a, a curvy woman, <laughs> I wanted to read it. And I decided, you know, that there's a market and it's not that it's not being filled. There are plenty of writers I see who do, you know, write about curvy women, especially in paranormal romance. There's uh, Eve Langley and uh, Millie Tatum and just a, a lot of wonderful indie authors that I know also who are starting this. Um, but I chose to write about it because I wanted you know, some representation out there because I think everyone should feel beautiful and should feel represented, you know, in literature. And I think it's important to see that. Yeah. And to see women not only, you know, embrace their body type and different body types, but, you know, to, to be confident and to not always be, you know, oh, you know, because I've seen it done badly, you know, I think is the problem. I've seen I've seen curvy women portrayed as, you know, settling somehow or, or feeling grateful for love you know which i don't that's think bad. Is, that's bad right 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 good at all yeah, yeah, you, but know? You, listen, so, so you know because guy, you know how guys a lot yeah. of times i'm not talking about all guys but i'm saying like all guys a lot of guys they'll look like say what does she look like you know not what's she about yeah. what does she look like you know and and what do they look like <laughs> they're, they're not they're not a prince charming <laughs> some of them so i mean it's like yeah, why it's why does true. a prince charming like, society <laughs> Society is, 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 you know, has always been, I think, preoccupied with looks. And who's yeah. to say, you yeah. know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. So whatever you're attracted it, to, it whatever you be, like, right. I think that there should be some representation out there. And I think, you know, it, it's more than just body, you know. Like I try to write women who are, you know, they're professionals, they're educated, they're funny, they're smart, they're mothers, right. they're chefs, they're, you know, they're anything they want to be. Because, right. you know, as long as it's your choice, it's okay. And that's, uh, you know, positive. I want to be positive about this. And, of yes, course, the shifters because, right. I write, the vampires I write, they love their curvy mates, you know, and they're dedicated and they cherish them. And, you know, this is wish fulfillment. <laughs> and it's fantasy and it's great, but, you know, <laughs> what's the reason why it doesn't right. have to, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it should be reality, right? We should all be cherished and loved and worshipped by our mates. It's true. I mean, because, <laughs> you know, love is love, and it shouldn't really matter, you know, if you, because that's what happens a lot of times, you know, and I think probably it happens quite frequently now because a lot of people have met people online. So um, I've been married to the same person forever and ever, but people have, you know, during COVID, they didn't even see each other. They were just making, yeah. you know, having relationships online and meeting each other online and not oh, yeah. seeing each other so i don't know how that worked out for people because you know sometimes you know if it's not a zoom if you're just talking to someone or you're just texting them or whatever you really don't know and sometimes you can have a very good relationship and then because somewhere in your mind you're picturing them it's not that you picture them to be the most gorgeous or the most beautiful it's that whenever you see them sometimes it doesn't pan out and that's what needs to change sometimes is it, it's not always that first look, but I think people well, you know, are and so then there's always, you know, I have I have children and I have you know daughters and uh, it's all these you know social media apps, you know, they all come with this really handy tool that you know if I have to jump on a call is great, but if I was yeah. looking you know for a significant other, all these filters, I'm talking about filters. <laughs> Yes, I know the filters. They give you <laughs> a completely different nose. A completely yep. different, I'm like, who is that? That yep. is not yep. me. So it, yep. I think that that you know, I think uh, people who are using this stuff, you know, be be wary, you know, and be sure that the person that you want to date or meet or, you know, make sure there's something other than you know that little nose that you think is cute because it might not be real. <laughs> You know, but you could even put, it's amazing that people want different earlobes, you know, I mean, let's just face it, 
that's like over the top already, you know. Just if you don't like your ears, cover your ears with hair then, you know, or whatever. But, I mean, that's the thing. You know, you can make your nose thinner. You, you know, you can. they put lipstick on you even, some of those. You know, you could go with yep. no, no makeup. makeup full makeup. Yeah. Full makeup, Get rid of all your you know. blemishes. Get rid of everything. Make you look no like a wrinkles. Because as you know, because people, what they do, they like when they look at a picture, they kind of open it so they want to see how the person really looks close up. You know, you know. When I look at a person, when I'm talking to them, I'm talking to them. But someone say, "Oh, what do they look like?" I go, "I don't know. They look the same. We're just talking. I wasn't looking through them. I'm looking, talking to them." And so, you know, what were they wearing? Did they do this or gain weight? I go, who knows? I don't care. Just I'm talking to them. I wasn't weighing them in, you know. I think I, that's what the thing is, you know. You, that's why people are, are online. They're so upset a lot of times because they're not the perfect woman that they think people want to see. Because you're right, the filter. Well, see, and that's, you know, my my characters, you know, even if they do have, you know, listen, we all have doubts. We all, you know, nobody walks yes. around and thinks that they're, you know, 100% perfect. So my characters reflect right. that. But yeah. whatever doubts and insecurities they have, you know, it's their mate, you know, puts it to rest because he is happy and he is in love and he thinks, you know, she is the ultimate ideal, his ideal. And I think that's that's something about, you know, romance about writing romance that we can control as the authors you know you can write the happy ever after that you want to see out there i think that's what people like and this is the other because i know you care a lot about your covers and lately we've been talking about covers and um so i think you know with covers this is you know because some people say that they would rather see men on the cover because they want to feel that that's the man that they're going to be with. They don't want to look at the heroine or they don't want to see her that way. They want to think they're that person. How do you feel about that? And what, what makes you, I mean, because I know book covers are important to you and, you know, and I think it, well, it's getting to be where people are feeling that sometimes, you know, if you see a good a guy on a cover, then that's what they're looking at. What's your well, idea yes, because for, again, for making you, know, you successful? Yeah. A lot of these things, you know, it's, it's, it's fantasy fulfillment. It's wish fulfillment. People see yeah. an attractive man on a cover and they want to imagine him when they're reading. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, you know, that's fine. There are different trends, of course, depending on the genre that you write. So because I do a lot of paranormal romance and urban fantasy, uh, a lot of the trending covers will show couples. And I do my own cover design. I actually, it's something I worked on and developed since I've been publishing. You know, I started in 2014. Um, And it was very difficult to find, you know, curvy, plus-size cover models, especially if you wanted them with big, muscular men, which is, you know, representative of the sifters and werewolves that I write. So I actually hired an artist to create uh, rendered couples that I then incorporated into my uh, into my covers <laughs> because right, there just right. weren't any. There were no women. Like, everyone was right. super thin. And I mean, gorgeous, beautiful models, of course. But, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, if I'm writing characters who have hips and who have, you know, boobs, <laughs> I mean, I needed, right, right. I well, needed right, that representation right. on the cover. So the only way yeah. for me to do that was to actually get these, you know, custom-designed uh, dad figures, they're called rendered images, which I then, you know, use Photoshop or whatever to, you know, add human faces to. But, uh, yeah, it, w- it was a huge process, and I was very lucky to find, you know, an artist who could help me with that because I, I can do the covers, but I I don't know how to do use that software to create these 3D images um, yeah, but it was it was you know, and I'm very happy. The Maverick Pride Tales are the ones that I actually use this for, and I'm happy because you know people have commented on it. They were happy to see uh, the women looking more like the characters in the book, you know. And I was it was interesting right. because I was talking to one woman at a um, I actually just did a uh, author signing in New York, uh, TNT it's called, and one of my uh, one of my readers met me there. And she said she was happy to see that because so many times she will, 
you know, read a blurb and it will say that this is about a curvy, you know, heroine. And then when she picks up the book cover is of a very thin model. And yeah, it's not, right, you know, right, representative right. of the character. So, you know, that's that's an issue, too. So if you're an author and you are trying to, you know, write a book about a certain type of character, like, put some, you know, like, try to represent it as well as you can. I mean, I know it'll never be perfect. You're never going to get the same hair color or eye color or everything to be exact as your imagination when you're creating the character, but it meant something to this reader. And to me, you know, as the cover artist and as the author, I found that to be very gratifying, you know, that I had to I think that that that's why people, you know, I think um, I've talked about this a lot lately about bookstores, you know, and people having signings and things like that. And, you know, people, you know, love to meet authors. And a lot of the bookstores, you know, they don't have the book signings that they used to, and they should. Because if even if a person isn't the most successful author in the world, people still love to meet authors. They just do, you know. And I think it, 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 it's really, that's a sad thing, because I think authors also need to hear from people that they don't know. And someone says, you know what? This made a difference, you know. And sometimes when I, uh, somebody will say, "Oh, I read you," I'm, I go like, "You did?" Because I don't know, you know, if I didn't know them or if I didn't think they read a certain book, they go, "Oh, I like this character and that." I'm, and it's such it's such a great feeling when somebody likes your characters. It's just it is. We all like that because we we like our own characters, but we don't know unless somebody tells us. I mean, people do reviews, but I mean, if somebody face to face says, you know, and they call the character by their name. It's so exciting for authors. That's it one really of the things they, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just um, if you are an author starting out, I mean, I think that looking for local signings is probably yeah. the way to go first. Yeah. And I would definitely, definitely suggest that because even, I think I did my first signing, I only had like two books and I didn't know what yeah. I was doing. <laughs> but it was it was important and it was a learning experience because not only did I get to write, to meet readers who, I was kind of, you know, I was thrilled. I was like, oh, my God, people know me. <laughs> people are right, going right. you know, to come here and buy my book and talk to me, and I thought that was fabulous. But even better was meeting other indie authors and making connections, yeah. you know, connections right. that I use to this day. I mean, there are people that I, you know, went to that very first signing with, and I still t- talk to them, and, you know, we swap mentions in newsletters, and I will post you know, there are new books in my group and on my pages and, you know, on my whatever account. <laughs> but, uh, well, no, so it's right, important because, to forge those connections. Yes. Yeah. Yes, because I, I had mentioned this a few weeks ago. You know, some of the people that I have met, you know, maybe 10 years, 15 years ago, were still friends. You know, we talked to each other on the phone, and we met on Facebook, you know, and I've done shows with them, and some of them do shows themselves, and we have become friendly, you know, and – very friendly and we kind of all understand each other because we've been doing this for a long time and we understand how hard this is for everybody you know because our regular group of friends they don't really understand what we do and that's not their fault but we most of us live and breathe i mean we're always thinking and you know sometimes i think when a someone is just sitting there i'm thinking like a moment i'll use my husband i'll say what are you thinking about he goes no nothing i'm watching tv I'm like great he's sitting there i can't i'm thinking of other things like i'll see something about a character you know or what I, something i'm watching and i'll go oh yeah and then it has nothing to do with what i'm watching but it just kind of spurs something on does that happen to you when you're watching tv oh my goodness all the time uh sometimes yeah. i sit i i have little like notepads <laughs> Yeah, I do too. <laughs> like in, yeah, in the living room, I have one. I have one of those uh, theater-like couches where the armrest yeah. lifts up, and you can yeah, stuff, right, yeah. you know, things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I always yeah. have like a notebook and a pen, or I'll have my yeah. phone, and my phone has a notes right. app. But yeah, I just think you know, <laughs> sometimes it doesn't have anything to do with the the show that's on. Exactly, exactly. Think something nothing. Else. <laughs> right. And, and absolutely you know nothing. Too? Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. Uh, music, music will do that to me all the time. Yeah. Where I will, yeah, like, listen to definitely. a song and be like, oh, my goodness. So, th- you yeah. know, that's something that I think about. You know, we mentioned uh, page length and how long a book is, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, some, you know, think about think about it like a song. Like, how many great songs yeah. are, you know, three minutes long and tell you a complete right. story, story in three minutes? So, You're right. You know, You're that, right. That's that something that always... I, right. 
Yeah. And that's like on TikTok, you get to pick, you know, you're picking music. I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I put some favorites in because, and then I, because I've seen people out there, if they have a song and it doesn't really match what you're feeling, then they can't even understand what you're putting out there, you know. So, I mean, that's the other thing. You really have to take into consideration. I mean, I, well, that's possibly because I love audiobooks and I do listen to audiobooks. And when I listen to audiobooks, that's when I get ideas, not about what they're talking about. My ideas come from, you know, just what I hear and I go, oh, and then I start writing a whole scene. Because naturally I was a screenwriter first, so I, the screenwriting, well, I wrote books and I went to screenwriting, but when I do screenwriting, I just write dialogue. So I sometimes I hear something, I go, oh, and then this one, I start the whole conversation and I just write down a, a bunch of conversation, you know, and then I leave it and then I'll write, I'll use that starting in a scene or something, well, in a story, but I, that whole conversation won't come back to me ever again. So that's why I write it. It's that moment yeah, no, in my head, you know. So absolutely. I think that's what people, that's why, you know. You ever I, wake do you up like audio books? Night, right? Yeah. Do you? <laughs> do you wake up? You do? Yeah. Sometimes I'll wake up and I'll be like, know. "Oh, what was that?" <laughs> and then, you know, if I don't have my glasses, I write it down badly. <laughs> Me too. I wear, right? I wear contacts, and at night I put on glasses. But sometimes, yeah, and then I'll go like. What did I write? <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> what I can't even read it. But you have to get it out fast because you will forget it, and that it doesn't come back. Because then you go, I knew I thought of something yesterday, but what was it I thought of yesterday? If I don't write it, it's not coming. It's just a, it's a moment thing. It's just one of those things that hits you. I mean, I do my stories by scenes. Possibly, you know, like, oh, oh, this is a scene, and then I go around, then I'll make a chapter, but I have to do the scene because I see it, you know, that way. But a lot of people don't like audiobooks, but I love them, you know, and more and more people I talk to on my shows, they don't really like audiobooks, and I love them. How do you feel about them? Do you want to listen to them a lot? Or? So I, I haven't really listened to any. Yeah. And I know yeah. that that's the thing because people love them, and I know they do. Yes, I know. <laughs> You know, and, uh, but you know what the good, yeah, it is, it's a different experience, you know, but I think if you, you know, certainly for me, when I listen, I'm like, when I'm listening to my own story, sometimes it's, the, it's a weird thing. And I've said this so many times on my show, it's like, I don't even know who wrote that. <laughs> listening to it it's like who you know and i was talking to actually i have a new promo so the woman robin schrock who did my uh one of my audio books i asked her she'd do a promo because i couldn't keep hearing the same promo for year after year it was just driving me crazy i just wanted to get rid of it and she did a great one because but when she did my book to life i actually had to go and get my book because i'm thinking oh, this sounds really good. I'm going like, what did she do with that? I thought she changed some of it. It was sounding real, and it was my words, but just the way she said them, it's a whole different yeah. experience. Try it one time because you might really find it interesting because well, it's I a different experience. So I've listened to the ones that I've had done, of course, you know, and I have a really wonderful narrator who I'm really glad to have found. Um, I just don't listen to How do you feel them. when I you listen to them? You know, it's a little nerve-wracking, I think, and uh, sometimes, you know, it's just like I have a hard time going back and reading, you know, the same, what do you call it? I can't, like, read over old books, like, that I wrote. If I read them, then I change them. Like, I, I never I know want that, to stop that writing it. I, exactly, <laughs> right, right. So when I listen, it's yeah. okay, but I listen to other people's books, right? I don't listen. And when I first started doing shows about 14 years ago, I think it was, for, and then I, I don't listen to my shows because my shows are live, and I don't change them. And I just sometimes, when I, if I want to hear the intro that it went right, I'll put that on, but I don't listen because I think if I listen, I'll change who yeah. I am then, and I just can't because, you know, and I, I understand when movie stars say they don't want to see their work, and I can get that because I don't listen to my shows afterwards because it's already done. I can't change it, you know, and I used to well, do yeah, that with screenplays. That's the problem, right? I, yeah, exactly. Right. That's how I'd, I feel. I'd get some, Absolutely. Yeah, 
Yeah, because people would say, oh, you know, good story, but, you know, it's not right for us or whatever. And I go, okay, fine. And then one said, you know, I like this or that. And then I would change it. And then, I, and then that is not good because you can't just keep changing things because then it doesn't, you have to change. You can't just change a few sentences in something because then you got to change the entire work because when one thing changes, so does everything else. So I don't either. I don't want to change anything, you know, about you know, what yeah, I'm so doing. there's like things you can do when you're a writer, or at least this is something I learned, right? If you want, if you can think of writing as a craft, because it is a craft, yes. if you use it every day, you know, you get better at it. So, yes, yeah, something you write, you know, 10 years from now might be very different from something you wrote when you just started. Right. And that's okay. Right. And I think accepting that, you know, earlier works, you know, might be a little different, might be a little rougher, but it's okay because I am growing every day, you know, with my writing. Right. So I think that's that's something that writers have to think about and have to accept because if we, you know, if you think about it like, you know, food, think about it like a pot of soup, right? If I keep trying to fix soup, (laughs) eventually I'm just going to have a mess. I can't I can't really take out a lot and if I add more like it's I don't know what it's going to start what it's going to taste right, like exactly right. so, yeah like it, it's, it's it is really, true it's, yeah you know, like if uh, I started with making chicken soup and I took the chicken out and then I throw in a piece of fish I mean what am I going to have <laughs> like it's going to be crazy I know I know so you just got to grow you just got to accept it move on grow do better you know i mean things like you know. metadata things like keywords and blurbs those you can always go back and fix but if you right. keep harping over the same manuscripts you may not know like why you know where you were when you wrote that you know i think everything influences a writer so right. you know i'm a different person that, that now is true. than that i was that is true that you just yeah, got to exactly. keep going so like maybe i wrote that because i was just feeling something then and it's right. funny you know i like I've always been a fan of rock and roll, right? I like David Bowie. He was my favorite growing up. Mm -hmm. And I listened to him do an interview once, and it was um, a little bit later in his life. And it was funny, and he was on the radio, and they asked him what these lyrics meant. And he laughed and said, you want to ask me what they really meant when I wrote them 35 years (laughs) ago under who knows what influences? Right. It's true, though. It is true. Right. Right. And that's it's the same. That's exactly. A, like, that's oh, really. That's perfect <laughs> because you know what? That's true. Yeah. When you read a book that you wrote, it's like you, you wonder how you got to that thought at that time, and you really you can't because you don't know. That's really true. When you do, that's that's really true. It's interesting yeah. that he did that. But he said that because I know sometimes people think that they that everybody could remember every single character every everything you did but like for me because well, i was an agent so i uh used to read everybody's scripts oh, i did mostly scripts yeah i read uh, it was great i did every read everybody's scripts and then i took it out of my mind completely i that i i i was lucky to be able to do that because i don't want anything messing up my characters so in my head so i read it and then as soon as i read it it's gone. I don't know. I've I've always done that because it's the only way I can think better. I don't want their characters messing with my head because sometimes that can happen where you go, oh, maybe my character should have that. I don't want that. I, my characters are my characters, exactly. and I think with you, that's how you feel too because your characters are your characters, not anybody else's characters. You made them. Yeah, which is why, you know, you know, a lot of people, I, I have I have done co-writes. I've done two uh, co-writing projects with very wonderful, talented women. And uh, if not for them, I would never do it. I mean, because it was difficult. It was difficult to, yeah. to do a co-write because, you know, I'm, I don't know, I'm stubborn. <laughs> I want it. No, I, know I, wait, I, I, no I totally agree. That's why I don't do other things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I did one like project. I would not do it again. <laughs> no, no. I did well. I did one project where you know I had you know an outline they wanted me to do, and I did it, and I added some of my own characters, you know, own things. But in you know I did write a screenplay with my editor, and that was fine because he knew how I thought too. You know, so we both wrote it. And but there were things if I said something, he go, Oh no, this is this way. I go, Oh no. <laughs> is that way and I said because oh, I happen to be very superstitious and I'd come up with this it was a horror film and I went he went 
what is that? I go, sorry, this is what I think. I This is a superstition. He goes, really? I go, yeah, you know, because that was in my mind, you know, but it's not when you're writing with somebody, it's hard because what's in your mind is not in their mind. So I find it That's difficult true. too, you know. It, it is. My story or my story. Helps. My my story. Your characters, you. You know, your characters come out of you. And even if you, if sometimes if you probably write a character that you haven't written in a while, as soon as you start writing them, it comes right back. Does that happen to you? It comes right back because they're you're in that head. Do you feel that? Yes. So yes. and also, you know, it's interesting that you say that because, you know, I'll be writing for one series, and you know, I have all my little characters will pop in and out of other series, and then. Someone will pop up from, you know, series I haven't visited in a while, and I'll be like, oh, I think they might need another book, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's kind of how I get that ball rolling. Um, You know, it's interesting. I think we all have our own quirks and our own, uh, you know, authors I'm talking about, like like the way that we get our ideas and the way, you know, we think about the worlds that we create when we write. Yeah. And I know some people don't write series at all. Some people just do standalones. And I'm fascinated yeah. by that because I don't know I don't know if I can do it, you know, and I find that challenging. And who knows, maybe someday I will try to do that, try to just, you know, finish right. that one little I, I've world. Done, I'm doing one now, a series, and I find it harder. I, I do. I find it easier for me to just write a standalone and then I'm done. Because I, But then again, I like what you're saying, though. You add, You take... A, a minor character maybe and write a book about them because you, as we all know minor characters are the easy are they're fun to write i like minor characters because they can say whatever they want you know and they can do whatever they want so yeah it's a good idea you take <laughs> them yes well, they they can well, you don't know, you feel great that? about they, them too is uh <laughs> you can you can have a minor character be you know silly or arrogant yeah or yes you know, the, yeah. the comic relief in, in some other book, and then when it comes time yes. for their book, it's like, okay, now it's time for you. You're in the hospital. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's you've true, already though, made them. It, it, it know, is have, true. Have right. Because oh, they have these great personalities <laughs> that that maybe for me, I was a, for my main character at first, you know, because, again, like I'm writing romance, so my main characters right. to me, they have to be somewhat appealing and attractive, you know. Right. They, they yeah, that's to. true, though, because it's just an easier yeah. character to write because they have less, you know, you know, it's like they have less on their plate. So you can really just get to them, you know, right. right at, and they're like in the moment, you know. it's You don't have to do the backstory. You don't have to think about all of this. Let's talk a little bit about backstory, though, okay, because um, I was just listening to Fran Lewis's show. She um, has a show at, on a lot of times during the week at nine o'clock in the morning central, but uh, she was talking about backstory with an author that was on. So, how important is backstory to you? Do you, when you're creating a character, a lot of times you might not put what all the backstory is, but how important is it when you create a character to do the backstory? Um, you know, it, it. I have to say, I think it's pretty important to me. I have yeah. to, let's say I'm creating a whole new series, uh, which yeah. I am. I have like a, a whole thing I'm trying to start here. And it's important to know where your character is coming from and what his or her motivation is for where they are now. Right. So like, it's like you're making this arc just for each backstory, right? Like just for the character's yeah. whole motivation. Like why are they doing this? Why are they looking for you know, a, a girlfriend or boyfriend or mate or whatever you want to call it. Like, why are they? Are they not? Like, why are they opposed to it? Like, there's all these questions, and then you have to figure out, well, why? You know, like, how did they get here? Especially, right. you know, I find that the more I lean towards urban fantasy, the more complicated the backstories can be. And, you know, it's gotten really interesting, actually. You want to talk a little bit about urban fantasy? What's your description of an urban fantasy a good urban fantasy book so uh urban fantasy right it, it is a modern fantasy that takes place you know in, in some sort of city society you know I, I i do modern of course people don't people sometimes make these things futuristic and like post-apocalyptic yeah, yeah. i have not done that i'm not really into that right now yeah, I mean, who knows uh-huh. what the future will bring? Right, right. <laughs> we never know that. <laughs> we don't. We don't um, know. Right. Never say never. No. 
<laughs> never say never is right. Uh, especially the way a writer's mind works. I mean, who knows what the heck we're thinking. <laughs> right. Nobody wants to know um, what's in my head. I don't even know what's in it sometimes. No, and Where'd I'm always like, from? please don't look at my browser history. It's crazy. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> Veronica Shade writes a lot of good um, urban fantasies. So that's, you know, you're going to see, uh, and especially um, – you know, if you're doing paranormal, like, you'll see a lot of these as sort of coming of age and chosen one, you know, tropes, uh, like witch yeah. academies and, uh, you know, supernatural academies. I think uh, Jamin Eve writes them, too. Uh, they can be thrillers. So you typically in these, you're going to see, like, a central character who will, you know, you're going to follow their story through maybe a series of books. Mm-hmm. Um I have a clean urban fantasy. Uh, it's more like young adult urban fantasy about a teenage werewolf who doesn't know she's a werewolf, right? So she has to first get there, and her backstory, okay. you know, was complicated. And I had to think about, you know, well, how could you not know, you know? And then it was like, well, she's raised by her grandmother, not her parents, and the grandmother is a human, okay. you know, who was in denial about this because they were waiting, you know, to see if she would be a werewolf. That's why they didn't tell her anything. And then right. she has to go on this entire story, you know, adventure of how she's basically going to break this curse that has been making werewolves subject to the phases of the moon in order to change. And it's this whole thing weighing down on the entire, like, werewolf community. So this is an urban fantasy because the, the focus is not on her love story as it develops or even her friendship stories as they develop. It's more on her and what she is doing in inside of this society, this smaller community that she's a part of. And well, it's kind of interesting that she doesn't know. So she doesn't know that she is one because she's living no, a different life. No, not until life. Right. she reaches a certain age. And then she's going to, oh, okay. yeah, she's going to have her first, you know, transformation. And, you know, it's, it's shocking. It's scary. You know, it's, it's a little bloody. And she's a little nervous because things happen and she's not sure if it's her fault. So she does have to go on this whole journey and, you know, and back to the covers, <laughs> you know, this yeah. is where you yeah. have, you know, in urban fantasy, you're going to see, uh, you know, kick-ass, like, female on the cover, you know, if it's about, yeah. you know, female heroine, which most of them are, I'm going to say. Um, yeah. You know, so so the cover definitely comes into play. It's a bit different from the paranormal romance. Right. So, right, because... You know, uh, these are all the things that come into play, what we're talking about. I mean, it's not just you sit down and write a book. You have so many things to are in our heads. I mean, and that's how authors are. We have a lot of things in our mind, you know. And sometimes, I'm sure it happens to people where they have the wrong character in the wrong book, and then they have to just say, no, this doesn't work, so goodbye character. Because, you know, it has to be, you know, even if people are putting out a lot of books, you still have to feel like it. everything fits, you know. And obviously with all the books you've done, this is probably what you do. It all works because if it doesn't work, you wouldn't put it out. But some people well, are putting yeah, stuff I mean, out. It should make sense. And, uh, you know, readers are busy people, so you want to make it as easy right. as possible for your audience to find you, to find the next yeah. book, find the next series, to want to read it, you know. Uh, I think that, you know, there's a fine line between I am an artist and I am a business person. You know, I think a lot of authors want to think of themselves as artists, which is fabulous. And, of course, we are artists in a way. But when you're an indie author, you're also running a business. So you have to sort of, you know, you have to pay attention to market and you have to pay attention to what works. If you're just writing for yourself, then it's, you know, it's more like a hobby and it's not a business. You know, it's like I couldn't open a bakery and only make the kind of roll I eat. Like I'd have to make right, the right, kind of roll right. everybody else eats. <laughs> right. Otherwise, it's not a business. It's just a hobby. You know what I right. mean? Yeah. So I, I think that that's I, I think know, something that's that, right. And, yeah, that makes sense, you know. I mean, but there are – but this is what – this is what keeps authors awake at night, you know, and keeps them going because we, we aren't like other people because we do have so much in our minds. And, you know, and we have to, you know, put it where, you know, we have to 
just get it together when we're writing a book, but it does take time for some people. And I think what I've mentioned before, because not everybody can write fast. So I think if people just take their time and develop and get a good story, that's the most important thing. You know, oh, absolutely. You have to get the story. So I think people, that's one of the things that's flooding the market and, and actually ruining it for a lot of authors because there are people out there that really shouldn't be out there. They're just, you know, they need to have some help on how their books, you know, come out. And the when they're, they pick the genre and you're on Amazon, as we all know, the, you know, it's very difficult to get numbers. And one of the things that I would love to see one day is just take those all of those numbers down because I think it's so detrimental to so many people to look at numbers, you know, and I don't even know how they get to their numbers. And sometimes people find themselves in genres that they aren't even in, but I've heard from people now they ask authors what a book might, what when a reader's reading it, they ask what genre do they think it fits in. So I've just found that out recently, which could be why a lot of us find ourselves in strange different genres on yeah, Amazon. How they, do you feel about it? Yeah, they like to that? bounce you around. Um, the other thing I noticed, did you see that we are now, or Amazon is now showing Goodreads ratings and reviews on books? Yeah. Yeah. So that's something, yeah. you know, after years of, like, denying that <laughs> they're together, <laughs> which I mean, Goodreads, I feel, is difficult. Goodreads, for people to get on, I, I just never got it right. I mean, I'm in there, but I've talked to a lot of people. Some people love it. Some people don't. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense to say you're going to read a book, and that's something, you know, if they never read it. You know, yeah, it says books they really want to read. Sure, like, what? What what the deal is with that? Right. Um, I don't. I, I don't. I, when I get also, on it, as soon as I get on to, um, it, yeah, five yeah. minutes later, I'm off it. So, are you on it? Do you it's, you go? Obviously not. Then because I go well, off. All I my, just my go. books are on it. I don't really spend yeah. a lot of time because I feel like Goodreads. It's a reader place, not an author place. Right. Uh, like it right. wouldn't be appropriate for me to engage with readers there. Yeah, well, that's true. That's maybe why I don't like it. Right, right, right. You're right. That's exactly right. Go to your social media, like go to the author's social media, engage there. I try to answer every message I get, every email I get. Um, You know, it's not always possible because when we fall into our writing hole, you know, it's hard to come out sometimes. Right, Um, and and I I said this, it's hard. It's a lot. It is, it is. And I just think any, any, any reader, any author, I mean, any author starting out, I would uh, I would suggest blocking out time. You need to schedule your day. You know how and, and how many are, I mean, like do you have a do you have a schedule? You are, obviously you have a schedule, right? <laughs> I do have a schedule. My hours might be wonky. I go more by like a tally. Like I intend to spend you know three hours on Tuesday just writing, and I shut off yeah. all the social media, and I just I just write for those three hours. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, my my schedule pretty much revolves around you know my my family, so yeah, yeah. you know I have children well, that's, and they're that's right, that's usually, I work right. on their right. school day, yeah, and that's you, one right. of the you reasons I like that. this job. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, and the other thing is right. I think actually uh, I had said this before we were on the show. For myself, I find myself on doing so so much social media that. I think it's not, I, I'm spending too much time and I know it. So, and I think for me, you know, and I don't think, I think it's like, as you said, it's not what it was before because we don't even know who's on there, who's looking at our things. And, you know, that gets difficult. So I think possibly you've written 140 books or so. And I think the 140 books is why you are writing, not fooling around on there, because I think that's what happens. And that's why people are getting so frustrated and I've had many shows on struggles these days you know I that's what the last year or two I've had a lot of shows about people having struggles and things like that because I think people right now they need to have fun they need to laugh a little and they're all too serious because if you don't sell a certain amount of books don't let it ruin your life just keep moving on how do you, how, what would your advice be to people out there? Because this is a struggle for a lot of people. They're all, they're just, they don't, they're just really struggling. Well, I mean, my my heart goes out to anyone 
who is just not, you know, feeling where they are. I'm a very determined person, and I probably am ambitious, too. I just, uh, for me, it's all about, you know, the effort that you're going to put into it, and it's about not just blocking your time, but also focus on what is important and what you can control because I know people get very upset about reviews. Now, building a review team is important and it takes time, but when it is your review team, you can set the tone, you know. Uh, You can guide your reviewers, and, of course, we want honesty, and, of course, we want, you know, people to like our stuff and be happy. Um, But I, I have found, actually, that a lot of people don't know how to do a book review, so I looked up, you know, blogs and websites, and I have all that information in my review team group so that they can go and read about this and look at it and see how it actually affects writers they're trying to promote. But it was important for me to develop a thicker skin and to not focus on the negative reviews. Because there are negative reviews. People who leave reviews mostly for anything are usually the people who are unhappy with it. (laughs) I mean, I don't know why that is. Human quirk, human characteristics. We don't leave yeah. reviews when we're happy. We just kind of leave smiling. We leave reviews right. when we're angry. I mean, think yeah, about how many times you go to because you're mad. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the so, thing about uh, audiobooks. That, in audiobooks, you can leave, a, you can leave like, at the end of the audiobook, it goes, did you enjoy the story? And it goes, the stars. So you can just, that's all you have to do, put the stars in, you know, and and that's the review. It's just a review, and it's if you liked it or you didn't like it, but it's easy. Because when you're right, when people are writing reviews, and you know they're negative, then if they're in, a, if they're writing, reading a book that they don't enjoy, if they don't enjoy shifters or they don't enjoy romance or they don't enjoy paranormal, then don't read that book. And but they do, and so it's no, not they fair do or to they the don't author. read it. And even if they don't read it, they'll say they didn't like. Well, that's bad. That's really bad. Well, how can they write this review if they're saying in the review, I didn't read the book, but Amazon doesn't care? (laughs) No, they don't care. Because I have, right, I have one of the books that has, uh, all my books usually are pretty good reviews. My, uh, and To Life, which is a, um, it's a memoir of a woman about the Holocaust. So, and it was from her mouth. Everything I sat with her on a daily basis, and we wrote this book. Okay, she's gone now. But when people are, would we read it, would review it, they go, "Who who made this story? They they should have done change this, or they should have done that, or <laughs> we don't like what she did." And I'm thinking, really? And they're going like, "The person didn't know what they were talking about." So I'm thinking. This is absurd because it's her story. She was 12 years old. It's her story, okay, when she was in the Holocaust. So so why even leave a review like that? I mean, why would you do that? I've mentioned this so many times on my show because that's how ridiculous that this is. And people have stopped writing because they don't like their reviews. And that's bad. You cannot do that. And that's that's a shame. And that's what I mean when I say focus on what you can control. Yes. You cannot control how other people, you know, react to things or what their, you know, opinions are. And, I mean, look, we value our readers. We want them to review. Like, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying, like, you should. Not the same thing. Don't get hung up on that. Don't get hung up on that because. uh, I read somewhere once that you have to give away or sell, like, I don't know. I think it's something like uh, 500 books in order to get a review. Like that's how Amazon works. Like for an organic review, reviews you're not out there just seeking. Um, and sometimes the book is just a bad fit, or sometimes the person just you know had a bad day. I mean, who even knows why? But you shouldn't let it you know affect or impact you, the rest of your career, right? It like does you can so control for somebody. I've seen, I know somebody. Oh, no. I've known a few people. Yeah, that they have stopped writing, and they were very good writers. And that's it. And I actually they just, were really uh, and I feel, uh, yeah, that's terrible. I feel like that's just terrible. And I wonder what yeah, those readers terrible. would think. Of them, you know. All right, it's just not, it's just wrong. So, so you know, and so this is, you know yeah, you have to take your yeah. power. Like you have to, yeah. don't give other people the power. It's yours. So is, I mean, is there something else that we're missing writer, here right? that you want to talk about? Is there other things you want to talk about? Or did we get everything, I think? 
Just I just be good love here. chatting with you. I mean, we can get lost oh, on any subject. You and I. I know. <laughs> well, I hope you'll come back. You know, I'm going to have some more. Uh, like I used to do, like a few, like three or four authors on. So maybe we'll do something like that. If you have a few people that would like to come on with you, then we'll just do it because I like that, and we can talk about everything. You know, I don't have exactly questions to ask people because it's more fun when it's a conversation you know and certainly you can talk which is great because that's what people that are writing dialogue in books we talk i mean we can talk because that's what we do (laughs) (laughs) we do and other people may go oh she talks too much well i had that when i was in school so maybe i was being prepared for this type of a thing i did talk too much in school that's Did me. You? I'm a I'm a blabbermouth. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, I have yep. five sisters, so if I didn't talk loudly, I wasn't heard. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> my fault. <laughs> All right, so I and I where where do you want where can they find you? I have you. I have on. I put on book. You're on BookBub, so you, all your books are there too, right? On BookBub. Yep, I am on BookBub. You can just yeah, look so at I my website, cdgory.com. Yep. 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 It's just uh, C-D-G-O-R-R-I dot com, and then all the links so, to my books are there. Before, so what made you decide to do CD? I mean, because it's, it's a good way to, you know, I thought about the initials. I like that. So why, why do you do that? Why did you do that? Um, it's my name. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, uh, no, CD I, is my name. No. Well, you know what it is. <laughs> no. The D is my, um, it's my maiden name, and I did want oh, okay. you to have... Uh, uh, some of some of that in there. Gory is my married right. name, but uh, right. You know, I've been married twenty years. But you just years. did initials, so you know. I thought uh, I like yeah. that a lot now. You know, but that that was so, why I did that. I did just want to keep you know part of because I think uh, you know some people you know actually were critical of why would I use my married name at all, and I'm like because it's still my name. <laughs> right. Well, but, well um, yeah, because people that only know you when you're married, they wouldn't know you. From your maiden name. Yeah, I, well, you know, it was, it was to me, it's like this is my identity. I identify right. both, you know. So yeah. I kept, I kept the D. It's, it's for my maiden name, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I kind of liked the look of it, and I thought it would be easy and professional. Right. And uh, yeah, you know, it's funny because I have a hard enough time remembering my regular, you know, my name to begin with, and this is my yeah. name. <laughs> yep. And I don't know how people do it with pen names, you know, they 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 create an entirely different persona and I'm always like stunned like wow, how do you remember that? I did that. <laughs> I did that with my screenwriting and I did oh. that. And so I think I was a different writer when I did that and I kind of like that in a way. And so but uh when I put I I put as like I don't know how I, I just went, oh, this seems like fun. I just put Marsha Casper Cook, and then I went, oh, all right. And then I really want, because Casper was my maiden name, and I just went, oh, I want to change it. And everybody goes, oh, no, they're just Marsha Casper. It's, it's rings together. I'm going like, okay. But, you know, it's, you know, but now if you if I look me up, I have everything under Marsha Casper Cook. So if I went to just Marsha Cook, there's a lot of other Marsha Cooks, and which I didn't know at the time years ago, and I didn't know they didn't look. But and so it's not me. So they wouldn't even find me sometimes because that's what happens. You get identified as a name, no, and that's everything. Sure. Yeah, and everything on the internet comes up. If I go if I use C D Gory then you everything comes up. You know, and it might not if yeah, you no. did if you took out the D you know, if you just went you know, if you just didn't have that, you know, and you put out your regular name, that's wrong because people wouldn't find you. That's the problem. This is not anything we all thought of like it wasn't like like a great think for me. I just did it as kind of like a joke, and then it became real, and then I went, all right. But when I was doing screenwriting, I used a man's name, Max Irving, which I like that name. And so, but you, I think for me, I write differently when I write under that name. I think maybe that's why people have pen names. They they just do write differently. It sounds well, yeah, I know kind that of, some people do them by um, by genre too. Like if they genre hop, they don't want to confuse their readers, so they'll do a pen name. But I don't know. But it confuses the author. I, you know, I mean, they, I had uh, listen. I had one show. I remember going to. I had one show. We had four people on, and it was it was about maybe ten years ago when there, everybody was doing really erotic, erotic, erotic top, really erotic 
okay? And nobody, everybody's going like, how could you have a rack? And I said, what's the difference? They're authors. So, but, you know, they all had different names. And so I try to remember only the name I know them as. Because yeah, because it, it it's very confusing. And I never, you know, you know they, I don't write erotica, so I don't really understand why people are so down about it um, or they get so upset about it because I, I, I understand that it sells. So what is, you know. <laughs> like well, because they don't want, well, up. certain the people, so the people I'm talking about at the time, they were teachers school teachers and they didn't oh, want you know listen, we live in a world that that's what happens you know right <laughs> so and that that's probably they didn't want people to know that side of them you know and there are still some people that you you are out there and i'm sure there's very well-known authors that write under independent names that we have no idea who they are because them, when you're yeah. independent you have a lot of freedom and i like freedom yeah. is good i like the freedom you know, the freedom to do Absolutely. what I want, I to pick my own covers. Still, you know, don't be shamed for what you like to read or what you like to write. I mean, I think right. that, you know, there's other things to worry about. <laughs> exactly. For me, right. it's never a big deal. <laughs> That's exactly right. All right. So thank you so much for coming on. And uh, I look forward to coming on with another show, you know, with you, because it's always thank fun you talking having to you. Me. Oh, it's great. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do some shows. You know, I'm thinking of doing some shows also, which you might want to do. You know, I'm thinking of doing, like, little um, podcasts with maybe scripts of maybe readings. So it would be fun that people could be characters, and we could do that a little on the shows. And, you know, it's kind of like... Right, like in the old days, they used to have like radio shows that had you know a series. So it might be kind of fun to do something like that. Um, do you know Kathy Goldwyn? Because she wants to do that. Do you know who that is, Kathy? No, I don't know who that is. Right. No. Yeah, well, you'd like her. <laughs> you, I'll have you on the show with her because you know, fun. It's really so. It's so nice when you can just have a good time and share that with another author. So I think that's what I like to do. It's just fun. You know, and I think this is a good thing for all of us. I think out there, you know, so if you're not having fun writing, find a way to make it fun because that's what we all started as. It should be fun. We're making up a bunch of things. This is fun. Who gets to do this? (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly what I mean. We are the creators here. (laughs) I know. That's who we are. All right. Thank you so much. All right, everybody, have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye. everybody. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Thanks. You're welcome.